but to a coach, it's like uh, if you put something, you instill something into into a group of kids and you watch them learn it, struggle with it first, learn it, process it, and then go out and apply it. Like that's one of the most rewarding things for a coach. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Life, 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 life with football. What's up, people? Welcome back. This is episode 24, Life with Football. Kyle Smith, what's happening, Tim? What's up? What's up? Life with football, baby. It's in full swing now, man. We are in full swing. A couple weeks into the youth football season, one week into the college football season, which is a heartbreaker. NFL is coming up. Fantasy football draft last night. That's solid. That was huge. That was a good time, man. So you can surroundings, but yeah, I don't know. I think we made a mistake by doing a draft on the Sunday night of Labor Day weekend, but it is what it is. But a little kablooey. You could say that life with football is in full swing officially. Yep. Welcome back. Love it. Love it, man. It's so awesome. That's it. So catch me up, man. We got youth football talking a little bit. Um, you know. Your coaching, uh, your guys, tackle football, first couple weeks. I got flag football, pre-K, kindergarten stuff. Action-packed, man. What do you got? How's the first couple weeks going for you? Uh, It's been great. So Saturday we had our first scrimmage. We played Brentwood. They're in a different league, so the rules were a little bit skewed. But it was overall it was awesome, man. It was was hot again. We were in the all-black, fresh unis, which – it's unbelievable the, the generation we grew up in. I mean, I remember having like masking tape holding my <laughs> pants up. You know what I mean? Like the, the knee pads down the, to your ankles. Yeah, it's just brutal. I mean, the girdles, bro. The the oh. hip pads and butt pads. That was so uncomfortable, man. So, and we we wore those always freaking through the end of high school, dude. Yeah, you're right. Wow, these guys, these kids are coming down there in full body armor from Under Armour that. You don't even know they're wearing pads. You know what I'm saying? Just looking sweet out there. Yeah. Uh, our seven-year-olds were productive, man. They scored touchdowns. They were more physical than the other team. I'm not saying it was a war, but they're six and seven. But there was plenty of that, and it was mostly coming from our side, so that was good. We had a ton of people there. What's the it main was, message? Uh, What's the main message as you get started up? What would you say to the guys? Just. You know, it's, it's all the work. Like, they've, they've really been going since July. And, uh, you know, they're excited to play another team. You know how it is. They start getting bored at the end of practices because we've been doing yeah. the same thing for five weeks, six weeks. No doubt. Now it's time to hit uh, hit a couple other people. Yeah. Different colors. And that's what – in the two scrimmages we had, that was the most impressive thing, how when the game starts – you can see that they're they're balls of energy, you know what I mean? Right. And they're excited and the overall emotion that you see after a couple long runs where some of our kids are running after them and they're throwing their hands up hands in the up. air and pumping <laughs> like I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that I think was the was the coolest thing to see, obviously in the videos that you sent me. It was just like after yeah. the plays, like the kids kids get it a little bit, right? If this is a good yeah. play, it's a little bit of celebration going on. And that's what it's about, man. Exactly. Getting the emotion man. out there, getting teammates out there, coming together as a group. 
yeah. kids just having fun. That's really cool. And um, the parents, the parents were, it was an awesome turnout for a scrimmage. The season's going to be fun. There's a, you know, great family vibe, families, extended families coming for the kid. Nice. And it just radiates to all 14 of them. It was a cool little experience. Nice, man. I that, dropped a little TikTok fun. of just that little entrance coming out, which I showed you, which is pretty cool, too, man. That. Looking solid. What are they again? T-Birds? T-Birds. Love it. 7U. What do you think um, one thing that has been done, implemented, said, something over the last few weeks that has stuck and that's made a difference for you? Like, what is one thing that's been consistent for you and you think makes a big difference? Gotcha. Uh, a lot of it, but the one thing that excites me the most is the knowledge of the game. Um, you know, like I said, we're not the Cowboys, so, but to see five, six, seven kids are your starting defense know what spots to go to, right? Play gets mm-hmm. run. They're, lo- they're following the ball. So, like, knowledge of the game, like, follow the ball. All right, now the next play, we don't have to line them up as much anymore at this point. They go right back to their spots, right. get in their stance, and do it again. So, so how's I that? I think it's – go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, like, that, the one thing would be more of a, an attention to that, like football IQ, knowledge of that. Absolutely. Yeah, attention, and, listening, and applying, bro. Right. Applying. You're seeing what we've done in those practices, you know, kids coming off the ball that we bang so they're ob- obviously comprehending it right right and and then putting it on the field Going so out and doing that's it. what me and the coaches are excited about a lot is just seeing you know they're learning and they're using some of it there's nothing i think that's that's one small thing or it seems small like a small thing but to a coach it's like uh if you put something you instill something into into a group of kids and you watch them learn it, struggle with it first, learn it, process it, and then go out and apply it. Like that's one of the most rewarding things for a coach um, yeah. to see out there that what you're putting into it is coming out uh, and and looking solid, man. That's great. Yeah, it's so impressive. I'm in the pre-K and kindergarten group flag football, and it's just at the very, very, very basic <laughs> intro yeah. to the game of football, man. I got – we got just trying to – Give them a football, show them how to throw it. We got kids snot all over their face, all over yeah. their hands, like oh, just yeah. trying to keep kids' attention. But um, it's been fun. It's been fun, and already, you know, in in my kid and and some others, you you just, I think what the key is, what I'm trying to look into and and do a little bit more is just keeping things consistent, right? So like, yeah. something as simple as your startup routine, stand on the yeah. line, everybody on the line, and. You know, going through high knees and the warm up and butt kicks and little shuffle yep. here and there, and that and they start to like understand. Okay, this is what's next, or where should I go next? And I think yeah. the routine, just like any parenting and bedtime routine and morning routine, it it translates to practice and and yeah. just giving them something that they're comfortable with and know what to do instead of the unexpected. So that's been cool. Something as simple as like throwing the football, broke it down to three little three little things. Um, you know, and everybody yell it like first, first we'll find the laces, like understand what the laces are pointing to their shoes. Like, what are those? Those are shoelaces. Now, the same things are on the football. Yeah. So find the laces, put your fingers on it, then step with your foot, right? Step that's your target mm-hmm. and throw it. And I try and make it fun and be like, all right, the first person that hits me in the nose can get $5. <laughs> like, and they're all pumped yeah. up. 
But I was like, but I get to catch it, you know? So one day it'll go through my hands and it'll hit my nose and I'll give you five bucks. Yeah. So that's their, that's their shot. So, um, but something as simple that's as that cool. laces, step, throw, laces, step, throw. And you start to see it like generate a little bit and translate yeah. and pick up. Um, that's one big thing for me. I think, and then, uh, you know, keeping things consistent, going through a little bit of a drill, I, you know, I, I, a lot of guys want the kids to show up and start running plays and doing yeah. formations and all of that just to try and win games. Obviously, it's not what we're here for. Um, yeah. So just talking about the fundamentals and what a stance is, like when I say ready, you're hitting your thighs and simple stuff like that. But one one drill that we've been doing, something consistent is probably the easiest, most basic drill is that box drill. So four, four cones, right? We yeah. start off every practice. Everybody on one cone, you move to the, you know, sprint to the next one, sprint to the second cone, then shuffle across to the third and then backpedal and stay on that other side. So we got a a sprint, shuffle, backpedal, the simple box drill. I think that's nice and easy to implement for for some little kids and just starting to realize what a drill is, get lined up, start on the other side, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, and moving and moving their feet, you know what I mean. That's always good too. That's and that's part of the beginning of being an athlete in any sport too, is getting them to move their feet, run yeah. to positions, run to spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, never too young, bro. Never too young. Start getting in the routines. Boilermakers. Moving on to the big boys. We had a heartbreaker this past week, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night. The Boilermakers lost a tough one to Penn State coming to West Lafayette in true Boilermaker heartbreaking fashion. Right? So why? Six, why? 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 Six year why? Six year QB Sean Clifford for Penn State connects with wide receiver Kevon Lee with 57 seconds left, putting the Nittany Lions ahead and what would become a final of 35-31. Um simple two-minute drill, not simple, but it went into the two-minute drill. Eight plays, 80-yard drive, and Purdue had control, man. We had control yep. for that most of that fourth quarter. Battling, went ahead with eight minutes left, and um, I've seen it so, so many times. But it, it happens with every team. But in our history with Purdue, that two-minute drill on yep. defense, man, has really just been the thorn and in the side. What, what really makes it worse is that they had they, – we first of all, Penn State had way too many possessions I'll say it like that at the end of the football game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Way too many because under five minutes, that was their third possession, Kyle. Right. And the two previous, the freaking defense stood on their, their heads and, and held it down. And we couldn't finish the game out on offense. So three possessions under five minutes, right? Yeah. All right. And a lot of people will bring that up, obviously yeah. questioning Brom about the, about, you know, clock management and under yeah. five minutes. What are you, what are you doing? Throwing the football and, he came out obviously in the press conference and said, "Like I have to commit to the run," but I think that's more across the game. I mean, they threw how yeah. many times? Almost sixty times, fifty-eight attempts yeah. um, for O'Connell. But you know, I get it. I get that argument. At the same time, yes, and I I would agree that if there's got to be a little bit of of getting the clock to run. Now that yeah. doesn't necessarily have to be the run game. There's plenty of things that no. are extensions of the run game. You mentioned before the bubble screens, the quick throws quick screens whatever that they're masterful at but um exactly that's the thing that's mind-boggling there's a master at that and we don't see that once or twice under the five minute mark 
Yeah, so that was that was definitely a struggle, uh, giving the ball back and forth a couple times. But um, again, I will say this: that that is an, it has always been Jeff Brom's mo. Yeah, to, to yeah. be aggressive, and that is the one thing that has changed in this football program from the time that we've known it. Um, Absolutely. That regardless, like we're not going to be conservative, and that has won us games. So yeah, I mean 100%. it's it's kind of give and take. Like you can't just when we when you lose, you want to be conservative. When you win, it's because we're aggressive. Yeah. So you got you have to keep that foot on the gas pedal. I love his style of the way I love the way he manages things. Um, but yes, there there might have been a couple spots in there that he's rethinking and just as far as calls yeah. and what they were doing. But it is what it is. Yeah, um, can't check against the master, man. He, like you said, he's won us games that way. No check, and no I, I'm, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's stingy. A <laughs> um, <laughs> couple top performers offensively. Obviously, AOC, Aiden O'Connell, 29 for 58. So 58 attempts is a lot, dude. Um, yeah. And to go, you know, 29, 58, 356 yards, one TD, Zero interceptions. I think that's the key. Doesn't turn the ball yeah. over. Um, accurate. All of that. Especially week one. There were a couple off-target throws and things like that. But yeah. for the most part, I think he's going to be in top form. I'm feeling really good about the pass game, obviously. They do have to yeah. get the – they got to supplement and focus on the run game to get some things going. And, again, it doesn't have to be straight handoffs. Just those um, yeah. you know, those ways to get the ball, uh, guaranteed throws – uh, screens, yeah. whatever that might be, getting getting some skill players out on the edge. I know um, Tyrone Tracy, a transfer from Iowa, Indianapolis native. He's a hell of an athlete. Um, you know, nobody's replacing Rondell Moore, David Bell, anybody like that. But we got some talent in our own right. And Tracy yeah. really talked about getting the ball in his hands a little more. Um, and also, you know, big, another big performer, Charlie Jones, another transfer from Iowa. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this until this weekend. Was childhood friends with Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I grew up on the same the game, really. football team, bro. So that's cool. I wonder, you know, it's it's Aiden O'Connell's team, and he reached out throughout the off season or whatever. And Charlie Jones, yeah. like, hell yeah, let's go play together, man. Finish this thing off. Yeah. So there's uh, definitely a couple of DMs involved in that, bro. One hundred percent. Charlie Jones, 12, <laughs> 12 receptions, one hundred fifty three yards, one TD with a long of thirty. Um, solid electric. showing by the young man. Yeah, electric man. But almost in a way, I think you mentioned it before that he was gassed towards the end of the game a little bit. Yeah. Especially, you know, he's a kick returner, he's a punt returner, all over the field. So they're looking for they're looking for ways to to ease him into it or or yeah. to supplement that. Who who were you talking about? That was a supplement, but it might have been banged up. The kid Yasin. Uh, I think he's a, a sophomore, young. He had some reps last year and made some plays. But, right. uh, it might have been, I forgot what game it was, but you, we have seen him before. So I think if he's healthy, he'll give 15, you know, Charlie Jones a little bit uh, of a more of a blow where he might be even more electric returning a kick or returning a punt. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think, you know, just getting a little little breather here and there for these special teams yeah. reps and, and locking in because obviously you could see his role will be major on the offense. Oh, yeah. That was the main connection out of week one. Um, on the defensive side, I, you know, Chris Jefferson, as you mentioned, senior safety, uh, had a tremendous pick six with eight minutes left. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the audio. Just listen to the energy yeah. of Ross <laughs> Aid, man. 
Uh, Today, this time Clifford back to throw. Throws over the middle, it's intercepted. Intercepted by Chris Jefferson at the 35, the 40. Coming to the middle of the field, midfield, 45. Down the right sideline, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! Yeah. Chris Jefferson, a pick six. Purdue back in the lead. Damn, man. That was that was a solid, man. The place erupted yeah. for that. My neighbors definitely heard me that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the energy was at max and ross aid i think we were down what three points something like that uh no because we went up yeah whatever well we were down a score pretty much 24 because we went up 31 28 after that yeah you're right um you know i know he, he struggled a little bit it had some tough plays in the first half as far as tackling and some bad positions so we got to see a younger is it younger sanusi kane the new york kid yeah um came in obviously he's a run stopper but we struggled yeah. a little bit in space but uh at the end of the day chris jefferson comes up with a huge pick six um seven solo tackles yeah huge return seven solo tackles led the team led the defense um so that's a obviously leaving leaving on a high note and then um i think the boss man Jalen graham showed up again yeah. made his presence known yeah. had six solos but just a just a factor overall on the defensive side. Yeah, I I don't think he came off the field on defense. Yeah, I mean I don't know why you would. <laughs> no, he's the yeah. guy. Do you think? Yeah. Uh, obviously, we're missing a little bit on the defensive line, right? Or... Yeah, uh, yeah. I think pass rush wise, which they got to the quarterback once or twice and got disruptive, but we do miss that like third down place going crazy, number five off the corner, putting them on the ground, then getting off the field. So we that was tough. Um, run stop wise, I thought we were physical in the middle. Uh, linebackers were tough, and physical. Penn State really wasn't too successful running the football. If you look at the numbers, they weren't too successful overall on offense. It was just some plays and big plays, yeah, big and some plays. big pass plays. They had a, I don't the, have it in front of me, but they had over they had four something total yards, didn't they? But they yeah. only rushed for only rushed for ninety eight. So I think they kept them under yeah. hundred yards, which is a rare occurrence at Purdue University football. So exactly. I think that's a that is a highlight and a strong showing for the run stop. You know, stopping the run, yeah. especially against the Penn State offense, traditionally exactly a running running offense. So that's exciting. Yeah, and you, if you think if you think about it too, they had that seventy yard pass play at the end of half to give them another touchdown after we True. drove and fumbled oh, the ball man, that inside right that twenty. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what it is. We're going down and scoring a touchdown. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> And then, a, and then a fumble. Yep. Listen, I think, um, you know, you said it before, so give me, you know, you're still confident in some wins, right? Yeah. Regardless. As long as we – Go ahead. As long as we see a team go out against Indiana State, against Syracuse, and against Florida Atlantic and completely destroy <laughs> all of them, all right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then we get Minnesota. No let-ups. Just – it's over. Done. Go win nine, ten games, man. Absolutely. Let's get it. Because I'm telling you right now, their offensive line is there. I'm telling you, they're good. O'Connell stood there. He was probably there. Probably wasn't a speck of dirt on him. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. And that's a Penn State defense. Their defensive backfield is legit, man. That guy Joey Porter's son is a stud. Who Penn State? Yeah. Yeah. Legit. So that for for O'Connell and Brown to move the ball like the way they did, like they always do. I feel good about it. 
Yep. I'd, I'd love to see a, a little more of um, good old tight end. Yep. Um, why can't I think of his name? What the hell's his name? Uh, Payne Dorham. Yeah, Payne Dorham a little more. I know they, they tried to get him the ball a bunch, but um, I'll see a little. Obviously, we'll see him a, more throughout the season. That, that middle attack for the Boilermakers has always been strong. So now, yeah. you know, you, you find that. You got Charlie Jones in the slot, that, that type of shifty dude. Um, Payne Dorham, some verticals. I think we're missing probably Garrett Miller. I don't know who the second tight end or if we saw that it was. Yeah, it was Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. All right. I know we're, we're missing Miller in the middle, but uh, we get the middle vertical game up the hashes, and then we got to find our guy outside, dude. Yeah, I think 9 and 13, Rice and Thompson are the guys. Mm-hmm. I think Rice needs to get healthy because right. he, he looks like he's a playmaker. We haven't seen too much of him. You know what I mean? Last year he was around a little bit as well, but. I'll tell you what, I think best, best, What's the word? I guess the 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 look test, the eye test. Yeah. Best passing eye test is Rice number nine on yeah. the offense, and freaking Corey Trice on defense, dude. He was the yeah. biggest guy out there at corner. Yeah. Like yeah. the man was the tallest in the huddle. I was looking at him like, damn man. Yeah. He's an athlete he, out there, he, man. He's a stud, man. And you have to remember, for him, he probably didn't practice all camp. So right. that was another thing that I saw we were going to talk about or wanted to say. The defensive backfield, it just looked like they were a little out of sync. And they were in and off the field. A lot of substitutions back there, which I'm for. And I'm also, I like to see 23 on the field every, every play. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm sure every NFL scout would like to see that as well. Yeah. Because he he's that kind of kid. Definitely passed the eye test. I, you're right. You brought that up. I, I noticed that on the offensive side, too. And, you know, just yeah. being in the stadium, you don't really get to see who the announcers are talking about, any, like, yeah. uh, under-the-radar under the radar plays because you just basically, for the most part, you're following the football as a fan. But yeah. um, you saw a lot of, of shifts, almost line shifts on offense, right? They get down, yeah. first down, boom, there's three more wideouts in. Um, yeah. So I like that. I think that's, you know, a yeah. lot of guys touch the football. I didn't count, but there's a plenty of guys on offense that have at least one reception. They're spreading the ball around. Yeah. Now it's just time to focus focus on the playmakers getting the ball in their hands more. But um, yeah. I think they Let's got go to Just got to get healthy. Come on, Marshawn Rice. Be a stud. Come on, baby. Let's get it. Next <laughs> week, Indiana State comes to, comes to town. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, like you said, we got three strong weeks of, uh, you know, Solid football, consistent football, and showing our strengths. Yeah, let's get after it. Let's um, go, baby. Come on. On the financial fundraising side, NIL deals are all over the place, and we got to keep up, right? So the Big Ten's working. Yeah. NIL funding is working for each team. I just don't get how this all fits in. But uh, just hours is a little clip from a, I think, an Indie Star article. Just hours before kickoff, former Purdue star Drew Brees became the newest member of the Boilermaker Alliance Executive Board. So what that is, you know, not affiliated with the university, but AKA it is. I don't understand how they get that going. Hopes to raise $6 million to provide NIL funding for 385 Purdue athletes, including the entire football team and men's basketball team. I where oh man, I just yeah. wish I got some cash. Ah, that's, you missed it by twenty years, bro. Yeah, twenty years. Entire football team. The goal is to raise the profile of charitable <laughs> organizations in Indiana, which is cool, and across the country. Um 
So that's big. I think there's uh, other yeah. board members on there. I know Sean Phillips was mentioned, which I, he's never really tied to Purdue stuff. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, but big time board Reaching members. Bring it back. Just trying to get involved, dude. Yeah. Um, another... I'll tell you, Kyle. Go ahead. This, that, I think this kind of stuff, it's all competition too. Like, you know, Purdue is scratching and corn trying to compete with Ohio State and Michigan and their NIL money and trying to attract the best kids to come to their school. And I think eventually it's going to pay off where kids can see, all right, I could go to Purdue and make the same money I can go do at Ohio State and play more. You know what I'm saying? 100%. There's no question. Like I said, it it all started with a man number four, Rondell Moore. We needed yep. one. <laughs> we needed a name. Yeah. We needed a talent that, that, that transcended across the country. Get some yeah. wins. Get the steam, Get the ball rolling. Brahms going. Now we're bringing more recruits in, all of that stuff. Man. Yep. Now the money's got to support it because it's all a business now. Exactly. Um, speaking of that, just real quick, John Purdue Club released plans or renderings for the new Ross Aid renovations. This is only phase, what'd you say, phase one? Phase one, yeah. $45.5 million project. It's the south end zone, which is going to be the new yeah. student section, which would be interesting. But Yeah, uh, the they're also doing it to, to for to, for the players to have a tunnel yep. from back and forth. That's big, they were saying, because of the, the chaos sometimes outside of that when they're coming off and they have to go across the fans and all, everything, you know, back into the other building. Yeah. So that's cool, too. They're building all that in. Trying to connect all that, make it a better experience for the players, better experience for the yeah. students. I think there's more, like, VIP student areas. Yeah. And, Things like that. It's all smart stuff to bring in some income. But I haven't seen anything, or revenue, I mean. I haven't seen anything out there across the country about, like, like student-based experience seating and stuff like that, which is yeah. really cool if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. Have their own like spots. You yeah, you, that's what I'm saying. You get you can upgrade your student section seats or something like that. Right. It's pretty cool, man. Now you're balling out in the end zone, having some, having a good time. So yep. uh, we'll, throw the link, we'll throw the link to the article in there. It's got some cool pictures, good renderings, things like that at the stadium, which is cool. Yeah. Onward, man. All right, here's a new yeah. idea I got, bro. I don't know. You, yeah. don't, you don't have the teams either, so I got a chance to look at it, and you didn't. But what we're going to do. I don't know what it's called, Big Ten pick 'em, if you will. So we're gonna like we're gonna it. simulate the rest of the season, and we might bring some other people. I think we should get involved with these and keep standings or keep stats as far as what we're doing. We're gonna play some uh, some bets, not real bets uh-huh. because I'm broke as as no other. <laughs> but um, we're gonna uh, through Big Ten games across the season. We're going to basically go go across the money lines, right, which is basically just picking the winner. And yep. we're going to put $100, $100 bets, fictitious $100 bets on certain games, and we'll keep our standings throughout the year, see how much money either we lose or win. All right? Gotcha. So this week we got one, two, three, four games because everything else is either one double A teams or straight blowouts. Um, I went to basically DraftKings and just kind of checked out the odds here. So we're going to yeah. go through and go through some picks. I think, uh, well, I'll save this one for the last. The most obvious, we got Penn State versus Ohio. MAC team coming into town. Penn State's minus 2,400. Ohio is plus 1,200. I think that's an yeah. easy pick for me. I'm going to go with the Nittany Lions. So, Nittany Lions all the way. So, for example, on this, $100, $100 bet on the, the Nittany Lions of Penn State, I think will get you back literally like $3 or something like that. 
but <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 going to be an uh, easy bet there. All right, Illinois, yeah. Illinois versus Virginia at Illinois. Virginia's plus one sixty. Illinois is minus one ninety. So what that means, if anybody has not been involved with that, if you bet a hundred dollars, right, minus one ninety is you bet a hundred dollars. What do you win? Ninety bucks. Yeah, ninety bucks. And if you bet a hundred dollars on Virginia, you'll win one sixty. All right. Um, I like got? I like I like Illinois. I think uh, home in the Big Ten. Let's go. Let's go. Fighting Illini. Myself as well. I think we're going to open up right spot, even though Virginia's always been around for some upsets, but we're going to keep it in the Big yep. Ten. All right, big game here at Iowa. Iowa versus Iowa State, the rivalry game in week two. All right, Iowa's favorited yeah. uh, minus, minus 175. Iowa State is plus 150. I'm going to go with the upset, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm jumping go in. Ahead. I'm going with the no, upset. you're good. You're I'm going to put uh put the money on Iowa State. I have not seen all them right. at all, but I'm just going to mix it up and go with the upset there. All right, and that's Iowa at Iowa. Yeah, at Kinnick Stadium. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with the chalk, and I'm going to go with Iowa to make it interesting at home. All right, solid. And then we got uh, at Northwestern, we got the Duke Blue Devils coming to town, high academic schools. Shout out to Mike Elko, the new freaking head coach of Duke. He was my D coordinator nice. at Hofstra University, dude. One double wow. A. What year was that? 2008. It's my first year of coaching. And the DB coach, Lyle Hempel, they've gone on to have fantastic coaching careers. And now they're at Duke sitting there, head coach, That's associate cool. head coach. Anyway, so for that reason, I think I'm going to go with a couple upsets this week, bro. I'm going wow. Duke. I'm coming. Duke Blue Devils coming to town. They're plus 295. <laughs> Oh. Plus 295, man. We're going to do it. All right. I'm going chalk. I'm staying Northwestern. 4-0. Looks like I'm starting off the season. How you doing? All right. Solid. So we'll see where that goes. We'll have the results after the next week. Um, What's that? You didn't, well, you didn't want to run the Purdue? You, were, you didn't want to run Boilermakers Sycamores? It didn't have any <laughs> odds on there, man. I don't think yeah, the one double schools. FCS. Yeah. FCS schools had any odds or anything like that. So. If we're in trouble, if we're losing that, we're we might as well pack this thing in. It's always interesting. I, I love the weekend was great. College football was great on Saturday. Looking forward to this week. We got NFL kicking off Thursday night on stupid Amazon Prime where I gotta probably figure out how to get that game. <laughs> um and then it's off. And then we're going. Then we're really going. We're off to the races, man. Things are looking good. New York Giants, we're big fans of. That's going to be a tough season oh, for us. But we got uh, the, we got the Mets, which is unrelated to football, but uh, we got yeah, a solid fall Mets. coming up. Yeah, the Mets who now have a one-game lead over Atlanta. <laughs> oh, it's closing quick. Regardless, life with football is in full effect, like we said. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys have a great week. Yeah. Fall has begun, man. Let's get it. Later. Yes, I do. Let's play football. Life, 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 life with football. To leave the train, please step over the gap between the train and the.